It's time now for the Todd Leonard Show. Leave those negative stories behind as we focus on the positive and hear from those who give back and help others. Let's start your day with some inspirational stories. Now, here's your host, Todd Leonard. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have a wonderful show in store for you. Before we proceed with our incredible guest, Melissa Spiata, I want to first once again thank the incredible first responders. These people put in their lives on the line for us, all the hospital medical staff, our great governor, Governor Murphy, is doing a spectacular job unifying our great state. And it means the world to me, and I'm sure everyone else, the commitment of everyone is really just putting their lives on the line to make our lives better. So God bless everyone that's in that that fight together. Um, this is an incredibly important time for all of us, and I pray that we get through this. Uh, Melissa, good morning. Are you with us? Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're appearing telephonically with the appropriate protocols in place, everybody working remotely and everybody social distancing. I know how important it is for all of us to follow it. I wanted to ask you, Melissa, before we talk about your background and, and how yeah. you've been giving back to the community, how are you and your family holding up during these really just uh, it's like the twilight zone for all of us? I mean, we're in great shape. I mean, we're super lucky that my husband, um, he always works remotely uh, unless he's traveling, so it's not really anything different for him. So he's kind of set up in his home office, and, um, you know, we're tucked away in Mars Township with my daughter and my two dogs, and I was sick a couple of weeks ago. I have no idea <laughs> if it was COVID or not. Because you couldn't get any tests anyway, although I didn't necessarily have all of the symptoms. So, you know, we're kind of hunkered down over here, to your point, trying to do the whole social distancing thing, but trying to get some fresh air, too. So, But we're good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, well, no, I'm sure. You know, everybody is trying to figure out what's going to happen next. I mean, you know, Governor Murphy instituted pretty much the curfew a number of weeks ago, and I know President Trump. It's a little late in joining everybody in terms yeah. of the lockdown thoughts, but uh, I think we're in the right state of mind now. We're all in this together, and uh, yeah. we're in for a really stormy course. But, you know, because you're a local resident, you've been giving back. And just uh, for all of us, uh, for the listeners as well, I mean, it, it's a difficult time. And I hope our show today lifts up some spirits uh, because, you know, that's the reason why I started the show four, four and a half, five months ago, is to bring positive news during some difficult times, and Lord knows we're in for some difficult times. So, uh, Melissa, let, let me ask a little bit, you know, for the benefit of the listeners and um, who really don't know much about you, and I've been so honored to think you're going to be on the show today because I realize how uh, really important you've been to the community. Tell us a little bit about your background uh, in terms of your employment and, and kind of how you first got involved in, in volunteerism. So, I, you know, like a lot of people, I, volunteerism started for me when I was, you know, relatively young, um, like youth ministry in high school and, you know, tutoring other students, that kind of stuff. And then when I was in my 20s, I was working in banking and worked, I, you know, every two years I, I changed jobs. I was in uh, managing different branches. And every community I was part of, I tried to get involved. But unfortunately, every time I changed jobs, I had to kind of change the involvement that I had. And so um, 
it wasn't until about a little over 10 years ago when um, my daughter started kindergarten that I really started to get involved in the community by getting involved in my daughter's school, being the Home and School Association president, joining the Junior League of Morristown. I was on the board of um, a daycare in the community that served um, low-income families in the community. So I really started to get involved kind of more, like I said, about 10 years ago. And um, because my background is in uh, corporate learning and development, I have a lot of kind of, as, as uh, Liam Neeson would say, a particular set of skills, <laughs> and I try to use those wherever I go. Um, and sometimes that works out great, and sometimes it, it's not necessarily a good fit, and then I move on to something else. But, um, yeah, I've really um, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I'm going to go through a lot of those involved civic activities in some detail in a moment. In terms of the professional life, though, did you work in financial services? I did. I was in I was in branch banking for ten years, and then I went into um, corporate L and D um, at a Fortune uh, 500 bank, and then I went over to another Fortune 500. I basically worked for four Fortune 500 companies. Um, I don't know if I should say the name, so I'm, I'm not going to. But, um, um, yeah, for uh, 15 years. So, you know, learning development, project management, communications, marketing, all different kinds of things like that. And what, what do you do for a living now? So now I am a part-time career coach, and um, the rest of my time goes to all the volunteering that I do because I'm involved with about seven different organizations, um, and I don't have a lot of extra time. Yeah, no, I can only imagine. Yeah. We're going to explore that, definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah. in preparing for today's show, I, it's really important, I think, for the listeners, and, and for me, certainly, because I'm the one doing the interview, to learn a little bit about your background. And uh, it's always yeah. kind of interesting how people have backgrounds and, and how it ends up coming to the forefront in their volunteerism. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I saw that um, you, you, in college you were a psychology major, switched to sociology, and, and you highlighted that they're all about people. And um, I wanted to kind of um, think about that with you because um, I think that's really served you very well over the years. Um, talk a little bit about that, how you think kind of your educational background. And, and I love the movie Taken. I mean, Liam Neeson is no joke when he talked <laughs> about a set of skills. But how that kind of serves you as you've kind of gone through your life and what your college years and kind of what you were interested in, how it's kind of impacted you. Yeah, so it, it's interesting because um, the thing I didn't mention is that I also studied um, economics. Um, I had a minor in economics, and it definitely um, kind of informed my worldview. Um, you know, going from, you know, psychology is more about individuals. Sociology is more about, um, you know, people, you know, general people in different situations, like, I studied the Holocaust, I studied um, genocide, like all different kinds of things that happen in the world. And then when you study economics, you study, you know, political structures and governments. And, you know, I guess for me the thing that I started to realize is that um, 
systems aren't necessarily <laughs> meant to be fair and um, equalizing. And so getting to know people more individually, you realize, wow, like what their background is and what their um, particular circumstances are really sets the course for their life. Um, and not that people can't rise above that, but it really does kind of make a difference in, in their trajectory. So I guess for me it's about realizing that um, not everybody has the situation that I have, just like not everyone has the situation that you have. And so trying to help people to kind of get to a better place. And um, so, so that's kind of one part of it. And then the other part of it is that, I was thinking about, you know, in, in thinking about talking to you today, one of the things that I realized just speaking about, like, being a younger person and how that, you know, informed me going forward is that um, my dad grew up in one town almost his whole life and was, like, a football star and All-American in baseball and football and really well-known in his community and... We lived there until I was in second grade, and then we moved to another town, and he kind of had a similar situation where he was um, involved in athletics in the community, and he was pretty well-known. And then my parents got divorced, and we moved. And what I, what I, thinking about, like I said, thinking about today, what I realized is that one of the things that I try to do in everything I do is to create a kind of a sense of a community. So, like, when I was in college... I was approached to found a sorority, and at, at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that, and then I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. I already had a whole big group of friends, and then I realized if I did that, I could meet, like, a whole new group of people and interact in kind of a different way, and so that was kind of the first time I did that, and then I've done it a couple of different times, but one of the ways that I did it a little, just just over 10 years ago, um, I think I mentioned to you that I created a Facebook page um, for our community here, and it was originally called I Love the Morris School District, but now it's called I Love Morristown, and what I, what I love about the intro about your show, Todd, is that I'm really all about positivity, and in this group, I approve every member and I approve every, every post because social media can be really negative these days. And the, the title of the group is I Love Morristown because I'm trying to highlight all of the good things that happen in the community and not necessarily, you know, there's always bad things that happen everywhere, but I'm not interested in those things in this group. And I think that's why people like to be in the group is because they feel like there's something positive going on and there's, like, positive energy. So, um, yeah, so I guess that's kind of, like, the beginnings Right. So, you know, Melissa, and, and it's wonderful you're on, you know, you're, you're appearing today because, you know, I was getting ready this morning. I have kind of a ritual before I, I come down and do the show. I, I get on the treadmill and um, get into the right state of mind. And, and when I was thinking about today's show, how important it is, because, you know, we have to be realistic. I mean, these are hard times for us, you know, as, uh, as parents and, and uh, you know, just part of the community and part of our state and part of our country and part of the world. You know, there's a way that you can either, you know, sink or you can lift. And what yeah. I loved about you coming on today is um, you lift people up. You're positive, 
and and we need that. We need the positive energy. You know, I was thinking also about your background in psychology and sociology. I always joke. I, I call myself a social scientist. I never was good in science, but I love the human condition. Mm-hmm. I love to try to lift people up, and and I think the world needs people that you know focus on the good, the positive, and and I wanted to talk about that with you in, in some depth today because. You know, I live in Mars County. I, I work in Mars County. I'm raising my family in Mars County. I love Mars County. There's so many wonderful, incredible things. And I, I love the uh, Facebook page where, you know, you, you really took, you know, something on a number of years ago. And you, you have the I Love Mars Town. And um, that's what it's all about, I think, Melissa, is people like you making a big, deep commitment to the community and really seeing it through because people do sit on the sidelines and you haven't been doing it. So in terms of the evolution with your volunteerism and being part of the community, you, you talked about your dad. Is your dad still with us? No, unfortunately he passed from leukemia about a little over five years ago. Oh, I'm sorry, so sorry about your loss. I lost both of, both of my parents as well, and it leaves a void. But I think you probably could sympathize with this. You still try to, you know, make your dad proud and and do your best you can um, to kind of inform your life and what you do. Um, in terms of your your civic involvement, so. I know you, you obviously you have a, you're blessed with the daughter and you're, you're married and you have dogs. And, but what made you decide like, you know, maybe 10 plus years ago to really make that commitment in a big way to the community? What, what, what happened? Well, I had just started working for a large company and I was in the HR division and three months into working there, they were going through a major restructuring and we knew they were going to downsize about 60%, and I had already figured out that the company really wasn't a good fit for me, and so I kind of rode the wave a little bit and waited to see what would happen. And then about uh, nine months in, I raised my hand and said, you know what, if you're getting rid of people, <laughs> more people, because it had gotten down to my level, um, I said, you know, feel free to add me to the list and I, I because I had always worked since high school I really was like okay I don't know what I want to do next but this isn't it was during the um, the housing crisis and I'm working in financial services in the New York metro area which was like the hardest hit area for financial services so I knew it would take a while for me to, to find a job and and really I just I, I had never been involved my daughter was just starting kindergarten and I've always been in leadership roles, like since the age of like 22, I've always managed a team. And I, what happened was they needed someone to um, run the Home and School Association. And being a leader is a very natural thing for me. So even though I didn't know anything about the 20-plus committees, um, I knew that if there were people in charge of the committees that I could run, you know, the overall show. And like I was saying before, like with, you know, the skills, at that point in time, simple things like every single time they wanted to communicate about something, they were sending out flyers in the kids' backpacks. And interestingly enough, they had a directory with everyone's email addresses, but they weren't using them. So I started to institute email communications, which now it's second nature that they all the schools do this, but at that time no one was doing it. 
so I implemented communication <laughs> into the home and into, into all the parents. And so I just, it just kind of grew from there. And, and the thing about me is that I really like to have kind of more of a strategic impact. And so, you know, helping out with the school was great. I did that for two years. But I kind of was like, okay, well, what's the next thing I can do? So getting involved in the Junior League of Morristown, which has like a broader um, county impact, um, getting involved in that daycare, like I said before, which is for, um, you know, families on, you know, with reduced incomes who, you know, need to work but need to be able to afford daycare, that kind of thing. Um, it's just the kind of thing that I just love to get involved in things like that. And one of the things that happened with that organization not long after um, I got involved, it was really struggling because they had changed locations, and we ended up um, basically getting our local YMCA to take over um, the program and keep it going, but they really were kind of a better place to do that. And part of the of the reason why we were able to do that was because of the, of connections of the people who I know in the community. Because that's one of the things that happens when you start to do stuff like this. You start to meet a lot of different people, people who have similar interests in helping other people. Um, so yeah, it just kind of grew from that. Like so, in, in terms of just looking back and, and just kind of how you grew as a leader, was it because of your dad that you saw his leadership qualities and, and it's something instilled in you, or where do you think you got the leadership qualities from? Um, I, it's definitely partially from my dad. He was always a leader. He was an account an accountant by trade, but um, before he retired, he was a chief financial officer for um, various medium to small businesses, so I think that was part of it. But I also think um, sometimes you're just born with certain traits. One of the things, so I'm a career coach and I'm certified in two different um, personality assessments, and one of them is called StrengthsFinder and one of them is Myers-Briggs. But the one StrengthsFinder, which you'll love this one, Todd, um, it's based on positive psychology, and unlike a lot of assessments where it's kind of like a this is what you're good at and this is what you're not good at, it's completely based, like I said, based on positive psychology. So it's only what you're good at. And so my strengths, um, one of them is achiever, and it's basically exactly what you think it is. It's, you know, I really want to get a lot of stuff done. It's just kind of how I'm wired. And I kind of see things through the lens of, okay, that's great. Let's let's talk about this. But okay, what are we going to actually do? Um, talking about things is great, but if if I can't take action, I'm completely frustrated and I'm not interested <laughs> anymore. So I so I think it's kind of both of those things. I think sometimes you're just kind of hardwired to be that way. Maybe it's because I'm, you know, back to psychology. I'm the oldest child. <laughs> You know, those different factors that kind of weigh in. Maybe because maybe it's because I'm a Leo. <laughs> Let's throw a little astrology in there. But yeah, throw it, I think throw it all in the mix for the listeners. That's fine, Melissa. But, you know, I would be remiss. Is your mom still with us? She is. Oh, okay. Yes. So, because yeah. obviously we talked about your dad. Did your your mom also uh, kind of inform you in terms of just how you developed uh, kind of your your view of humanity and giving back and and being a leader as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from a really young age, my mom um, worked because 
she's also kind of a doer, and um, she's kind of like a, a fix-it kind of person, too. Like, when she goes into a situation, she can't help but see the way to improve that situation. So I think that's also something that's kind of hardwired into me. And she retired about 10 years ago, but um, it's not because her company didn't want her. Like, she was critical to what they did, and they had to revamp everything around her. And, you know, when they backfilled her role, they had to hire, like, three people to do it because she was able to get so much done because she had been there for a long time and really kind of knew the inner workings of the organization and how things worked and so, yeah, absolutely. She's definitely um, an inspiration in that way. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you, you bring up positivity and, and just, you know, having a chance to speak about your your parents. I know also I felt so blessed in my life and how supportive and loving my parents were. And, and I saw the things my parents did and what they stood for and how that hopefully I carry on that legacy and, and do my best to make them proud. The, the other thing that's kind of interesting, Melissa, is um, I was going through all the different guests I've had so far over five months. And, and you know what the common denominator is as I'm thinking about it more um, is the positive outlook on life these folks have. You know, whenever I, I meet these folks and, and I think about them, they're just uplifting, positive people. But also, they're trying to make a difference. So there's a lot of listeners and people in the community, and their heart's in the right place, but they don't know what to do, how to go yeah. about it. Or, you know, they know people that can identify a problem, but I think the more compelling issue is how do you fix a problem? And and I think that's, you know, critically important, as well as using life's gifts, because everybody's different. You know, yeah. everybody is not going to be a pro basketball player or is not going to be a phenomenal wizard with the numbers, but there may be other things they just have a tremendous yeah. gift with. And I think that's the beauty of humanity. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to talk to you, you know, about this community in Marstown. You know, um, that's obviously very close um, to all of us in Morris County because the, the courthouse is there. It's really, I know they call Denville the hub of Morris County and no disrespect to Denville. My office is right on Route 10 in Denville, but you know, Morristown, that's where the court is and that's, you know, really the most vibrant part of Morris County. Um, and you're, you're so committed to the to Morristown. Um, what have you seen over the years in Morristown and how it's really grown? So, something I didn't mention um, before now is that when So we moved a whole bunch of times, like I said, when I was younger, and I ended up moving to Morris Plains halfway through ninth grade. So I actually went to Morristown High, and like a lot of people that went to Morristown High, I have, we all kind of walk away from going to high, high school here with so much pride. And I think, you know, I didn't mention this before, but that definitely also informed a lot of my earlier experiences because the towns I had lived in before that had really very little um, ethnic or economic diversity. But um, going to high school in Morristown, um, it's, you definitely, you always had a lot of both. But interestingly enough, so after I, I graduated from Morristown in 85, I still lived in Morris Plains until the early 90s, and Morristown really went through a big downturn in the 90s because Macy's was in that big spot on the green, and that went out, and it was empty for a couple of years. And um, 
when we even when we moved back, so I moved back about fifteen years ago. Yeah, about fifteen years ago, we moved to um, a different house than we live in now, and um, there was a lot of good stuff going on. But then over the last fifteen years, like between redevelopment and probably a little bit of the economy. Um, it's just gone through what I always call just like an amazing renaissance. And I've just, I just love getting to be kind of a part of it, you know, getting to know. So technically I live in Morris Township, but I don't really kind of, a lot of people in Morris Township don't really think of it that way, partially because our zip code is Morris Town, but also just because Morris Town is the center of the donut, which is Morris Township. So we kind of, and also because the school district is combined between Morristown and Morris Township, we kind of think of it all as one. And so it really is kind of like one big community. And I, like I said, like my thing is kind of community. So um, I just love that part of it, you know, kind of to see like how much, you know, and one, one of the things I especially love about our community is that, <clears throat> There's a lot of haves and there's a lot of have-nots, and so um, the ability to help people, I mean, the amount of nonprofits that exist just only in Morristown is is tremendous, and there is a lot of need, and being able to figure out how to help people um, in the various circumstances that can face people's lives um, is something that, you know, really draws me to stay here. Yeah, Morris Township, I have to tell you a quick little story. So I grew up in Springfield, right in Union County, and I was so blessed. And we had a really, you know, it's a great community. I went to, you know, grew up in town and went to Dayton High School, and my parents, you know, raised us. I have two other brothers, you know, incredible parents. And um, one day, you know, my parents, I was trying to find a house, and I couldn't find one. They ended up coming up. Route 24 got opened up. And it opened up that big corridor into Morris County. And lo and behold, my parents fell in love with the house in Morris Township. So they ended up buying the house first. Love their house, Morris Township, wonderful people. And then I bought a house up in Denville. And then my brother bought a house in Randolph. And we all kind of migrated up to Morris County. But I, I do agree, Morris Town offers a tremendous amount of diversity. Yeah. And, and just, I, I've watched it grow too when Epstein's used to be on the green. Oh, yeah. and, and then Century. 21, and then all the restaurants came in, and and you know, obviously being a trial lawyer, I go to Morris County regularly, but it's it's an really really a beautiful little city now, and, and yeah. it means the world that you're so committed to it as well. You know, in terms of that community involvement, which I think is so vitally important, um, you have this Facebook page, right? And it's called I Love Mars Towns. Yeah. So, how many folks are on it now? Uh, it's almost 1,500. Right. And when you started, how many were on it? So for probably the first six years, it was like 600 people. And then in the last year and a half, it's like almost tripled. Right. So that, that's something I'm now. sure you're, yeah. you're, you're proud about. And, and, you know, obviously you're using your skills to continue to grow the page and, and to really give back. I, I want to talk really in, in detail, Melissa, uh, after we take a short break, to really everything the community is doing to help the 
first responders, the hospital yeah. staff, everybody that's really doing so much for all of us, the essential workers, because it means the world mm-hmm. that they're doing it. So we're going to take a very short break. We'll be back in 30 seconds. The Todd Leonard Show is sponsored by the Leonard Foundation, whose mission is to support the children and families who are battling pediatric cancer and those in need of food and assistance, women's shelters, and other important social services in the community. They also proudly support those fighting pancreatic cancer. They feel it's vitally important to help those in need in our amazing community when they need us the most. Please join them in extending a helping hand and go to LeonardCharity.org and donate now. Together, we can touch many lives. Thank you again for, for coming back. We have an incredible guest on today, Melissa Spiota, right here in Morris Township. And, and we've been talking about her commitment to Morristown and the county and really the state and really the country because what we're doing local really impacts really the, the whole whole country in my estimation because it's a great example of what we need to do. So, Melissa, I, I wanted to talk, obviously, in really what, I dedicated the show last week, this week I'm dedicating it to the, you know, the folks in the hospital and the first responders, the essential workers, the supermarket folks, you know, the delivery people, everybody that makes our life as much as normal as possible during these just incredibly challenging times. So I, I know that you're really committed to the community. So when you realize that we're in the battle, really this is a battle together. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna beat this, this COVID-19, but it's truly a battle. There's no question about it all hands on deck when you realize the gravity because i think we all realize somewhere around march mid-march that this is going to be uh, quite a battle we're in what were you thinking about what you could do with your skill set and with your passion and commitment to lift up and help the community so it's actually been like a, an interesting evolution i mean you know to your point knowing that this was was happening there was a lot of stuff going on um, you know, with the school board and figuring out how to go, we were going to go virtual and all that kind of stuff. And, and here, and here's what happened. It's such a, it's actually kind of cool. So, as you know, I've talked about it before. I'm, I'm into social media. I own groups in LinkedIn as well, and I've had those for a long time. And um, I eat out a lot in Morristown. And um, I, I woke up one morning, probably about two weeks ago. And someone had created a Facebook page called Morristown Order Out Twice a Week Stimulus Plan. And I immediately jumped to action and invited everyone from the multiple groups that I'm involved in, the ones that I own, the ones that I help moderate, to kind of help grow the group. And I was starting to message um, Jeff, who's my new, Jeff Haig, who's my new friend, about, you know, different ideas of things that we could do and about a day and a half later he asked me if I wanted to help him with the group and I was like yeah of course absolutely and a couple days after that we were on a call with some people from Morristown who were looking to launch uh, an initiative which is it's now called Serve It Forward where people can buy gift cards and the gift cards would then be um, given to the hospital and so we were kind of brainstorming about how that would work. And that night I was sitting in my kitchen thinking to myself, you know, I, I'm looking at places like just Facebook, Instagram, Nextdoor, which is a, an app that where people in your community will post different questions. And I realized that I had information about 
six different things that were going on to help the hospital. And so I ended up creating a page called Morristown Helps Its Medical Professionals, and I kind of brought all of that um, together. Um, There's a a GoFundMe by a great local guy, Jeremy Goulish, who's a realtor, where he's raised over $40,000 for masks. There were women across the community who are making homemade masks. You had the restaurant group doing their part. There were just all these different pieces, and we knew this Servant Forward was going to come in. So I started that group, and a couple days later, I, like I said, I was on social media, and I noticed this group called Flag of Chatham and Madison. And what they were doing was they were using local restaurants to feed the hospital. Um, they were using their the Chatham and Madison um, restaurants. And at the same time, my friend Donna was was doing that herself, but she was trying to get money, and she was just doing it out of her own pocket. And I said to her, hey, do you want to create a flag of Marstown? And she was like, yeah, but what do I do? And I said, okay, leave it to me. I'll create the social media part of it, and I'll, I'll help find some other people to get involved. And um, so between all those different things, we've, we've, as of two days ago, we had raised $12,000, and then someone donated $10,000 to a couple of local restaurants for us to use to um, benefit the hospital. But it's just kind of grown. It's grown from there, and every day it's like another thing. So I guess I'll pause there just to see what, what questions you may have. Yeah, well, no, this is wonderful, and that's one of the you know major impetus to have you on today. It's not only been given back and been doing it for over a decade, but now we're in really a crisis together, and and you're stepping up and using your skill set, and and helping you know really reach out and and get help where it really needs to be, and also to thank the you know the the medical staff and folks that are doing just incredible work. So if, for the listeners, um, and I got so enthusiastic with our first segment, I didn't give you a chance to plug any web for people that are listening if they do want to, you know, get involved and give back. So um, the initiative flag, is there a website or, or how would they go about reaching you if they want to get involved? So um, there is a Facebook page and it's called Flag of Marstown slash Mars Township. But I have to just give a plug out for the, the flag of Chatham in Madison because that initiative, which is just right next door to us, um, started like a week before and they've raised over a hundred thousand dollars and not only that they're also there are flags that are popping up literally across the country and so it's it's been like an amazing movement to see that I mean it's just it's really tremendous and but there's flags all over the place even in New Jersey there's a flag of Mountain Lakes, Booton, like to combined. And that's the thing that I love so much about this. Like people have called me to say, you know, I know someone from my community who has a beach house in Stone Harbor and she's worried about her hospital down there and she was like, you know, what what can we do? So we talked a little bit about the flag, but she's also thinking about um, the protective equipment, the, the small businesses, so we were just kind of brainstorming a little bit about that, and that's something that Jeff has done a lot of, too. Jeff Haig, who I mentioned before, has um, talked to a lot of different people. So the, so it, just to go back to your question, so the flag 
is the flag of Morristown, Morris Township. The, the, the group is Morristown Helps Its Medical Professionals. And to your point before, um, Todd, you know, Denville is technically um, the center of Morris County, but to your point, because Morristown is the county seat, and also because Morristown Memorial is really the biggest hospital in the area and kind of the focal point, there's a lot of energy being directed um, towards this community, which is amazing. Um, and so it's just been it's just great it's been great to be part of it. Like I found out yesterday that there's two just this week I think there were three more COVID units opening, and then I think there's two more opening today or tomorrow. And so I was like searching my mental Rolodex to like who can I reach out to because you know the, you have people that you know it's not safe for them to go out for food. It's not necessarily safe for them to go out to the grocery store when they get home. So, you know, as much as possible, we're trying to give, you know, all the different people who are supporting the hospital are trying to give the units um, two meals a day because, like I said, it's just not really safe for them to go out. And so when there's a brand-new unit, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a lot of money to feed, you know, 20 to 40 people twice a day, seven days a week. And um, one of the local country clubs is starting to do a whole bunch of stuff, and I know some people at a different one, and I was communicating with them last night, and I think we're going to talk today about maybe them doing something. And then because people are starting to know that I'm, like, involved in this, people are reaching out to me saying, okay, I want to do one meal. Someone literally reached out to me yesterday and was like, I want to spend $5,000 a week at the hospital for food. And I was like, what? That's crazy. It's amazing. So it's good, and, and to your, you know, just to the whole point of your show, like, positivity breeds positivity, you know, and I think to your point, like, positive action is what makes it move forward, and it's becoming like this this groundswell of that's turning into like an avalanche, but a positive avalanche, which is, it's just amazing because, you know, when we come out of this, you know, I, I don't want Morristown to be a ghost town. <laughs> You know, I want all these businesses to be able to ride through. It's, you know, it's crazy that, you know, I, if I, it's kind of like the sub, what is it, that, that, um, that line from New York, if you see something, say something. You know, I, I sort of can't help myself. When I have an idea, I, I'll reach out to people. Like one of the local businesses, I said, you know, I know you're struggling. I said, you guys should post videos of yourself walking around your store and highlighting products and post it on social media. <laughs> like, I can't help myself. I just have to, like, tell people ideas and, because I think, you know, you see what other people are doing, you see what works, you know. So that's kind of what I try to do is, you know, bring people together and, you know, help them to take action. Right. So, Melissa, what, what you've been just speaking about for a few minutes is not only what the show is about, but more important than the show is really what our community is about. We all know we, we have a battle, but we also know we have to do something. And, and there are so many incredible people stepping up, um, could be donating money, could be recognizing the whole restaurant industry is being decimated. We've got to support the local restaurants. But probably more important than anything else is the, the health care workers are literally putting their lives on the line. I mean, I was listening yeah. to Tony Fauci, who's doing an incredible job. God bless Tony Fauci and, Ms., and Mrs. Burks, 
who are incredibly gifted, talented people who are luckily part of the White House team. God bless those folks. But the, 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 the individuals that are going to work knowing they could catch the coronavirus, yeah. and even scarier, they could give it to their families. Absolutely. And then I say to myself, well, wait a minute now. I know the community's got a huge heart. I know there's incredibly talented, gifted people out there that do want to make a difference. And this is where I think the strength is, our resiliency in our country. You know, I was watching the History Channel with my five-year-old, and we were watching back when the United States was first formed, and we had to to fight the the, the British uh, soldiers. And I saw the fortitude back then in just terms of the resiliency. And, And then I obviously, you know... 9-11, 9-11, I mean, this is like our 9-11. We've yeah. lost more people now yeah. to this dreaded disease than we did locally in New Jersey yeah. um, and, and now throughout the country. I mean, the numbers are staggering, you know. But I know that so many of our listeners have a huge heart. They want to give back. And yeah. you have your fingertips on the pulse of the beauty of the strength of our community. Yeah. So what, what, can you touch a little bit more on what's that like when you, you tap into the pulse of the community? Because everybody wants to step up and they want to do things. What, what's that feeling like? Oh, my God. I mean, it's, it's really kind of, it's the best feeling in the world. And one of my, um, <laughs> you'll laugh about this, so one of my Facebook posts about one of the donations, I said something like, um, I know you're home binge-watching Ozark or Tiger King, no judgment, but you're just one click away from a huge release of endorphins by donating to our flag to feed our medical professionals. I mean, you know, here's the thing. Like, you know, for me, people are like, oh, my God, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm great. I'm so busy. And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> and the people who are on social media, they know because they see what I'm doing. And they they understand that, like, people are reaching out to me, like, left and right. So for me, it's like, you know, the ability to help in this situation, first of all, you know, if you read anything about positive psychology and, you know, life satisfaction and happiness, you know that, you know, doing things like going to a spa are not going to really give you life satisfaction. It's it's helping other people that is really going to truly give you happiness. So getting through something like this when, you know, I'm an extrovert. Like being home, I'm never home. I have a parking pass in the garage behind Urban Table because I'm in Morristown usually five or six hours a day because I've just different things I do in town and meetings and stuff like that. So I haven't been able to do that in over (laughs) almost a month because I was sick before this whole thing happened. So I was home for five days because just in case I had it, I didn't want to spread it to anyone. But, you know, my mental state is probably better than it's been in a long time because I feel like I'm doing something and I'm part of, like, a you know, a positive um, movement to make positive change so that, you know, it's it's the most I can do to make sure that, you know, at the end of this we'll be in the best possible shape that we can be. And, like, watching the news or just binge-watching shows eight hours a day, no judgment to other people, I, I just know if I do that, it, it's, it's not going to leave me in a good place. And, I, you know, I have... You know, a 15-year-old who I need to, you know, I want to be a good example for her as well. But at the end of this, I want us to be in a good place. So, but they, it all ties together. 
So let me ask you, in terms of this incredible community outreach through you and other flags and just so many wonderful, really beautiful people inside and out, um, have you been able to hear a little bit back of feedback from, let's say, first of all, Morristown, uh, Morristown Memorial. I call it Morristown Medical, Morristown Memorial. We got St. Clair, Denville, Dover, you know, really important hospital facilities oh, yeah. are local as well. Yeah. Are you getting some feedback from the folks? Because um, I know how important it is for the folks that are giving to maybe get a little something back from them in terms of are they getting it? Is it helping? Oh, yeah. You know, oh, my gosh. What's the feedback from the, the hospital, uh, incredible hospital uh, staff? I mean, the, the really cool thing is I never knew how many nurses I knew <laughs> because you don't think of, of that until you need it. And so... There are so many people, there's so many um, nurses and other medical professionals that are in um, the various groups. And so, you know, they they will either comment on posts or they'll create their own posts. They'll take their own pictures and say, hey, look at this great meal that we got or look at these homemade masks or, oh, you know, people are organizing other things where they're trying to give um, the nurses um like other nice things like hand lotions and stuff like that or cards or like my friend was like what can we do to get the kids involved and so there's like a kid movement where kids are like writing cards or um drawing pictures in sidewalk chalk um and trying to send those um into the hospital so there it's just it's amazing. I mean, that's the thing. I go into the group, you know, it's hard for me to not be in the group kind of all day, every day, because it feels really good to be in there. Unlike some social media where there's a lot of negativity, it's really just there. It's just very positive because there's a lot of good stuff happening. It's all like very good forward movement. And then you know, I'll get messages like, you know what? We're a brand new unit and we don't, you know, we're not getting anything. Is there anything you can do? And that's part of what drives me too is that, oh, my God, there's new units and no one's feeding them. I have to do something. So, you know, like I said, like 10, 1030 at night, I'm emailing, you know, the president of this club saying, is there anything you guys can do? Like, and I gave them a couple of ideas. But, no, absolutely, the feedback is so amazing. I mean, and it just, it's great for everyone else to see because then it kind of keeps it going because, you know, a week ago we only had $5,000 and then in two days, it went up um, to 10 because I, it's becoming like a larger movement, which is great because there's not, well, first of all, not everyone's on social media, but really what, you know, it's not, not everyone's necessarily paying attention to what's happening. And I think as things continue to go on, people are like, wait, I probably should do something. And so it's great. So it just kind of feeds that, um, it feeds that forward momentum. So right. So, Melissa, for the, for the folks that are listening and their friends and families, um, when you turn on the news, it's striking, um, you know, how uh, desperate, you know, we're in right now because, yeah. you know, all of the leaders are saying we're in for the next maybe one or two weeks, maybe even sadly more of a staggering loss of lives, uh, you know, much yeah. more than 9-11. And, and I know the community wants to help out. And yeah. once again, with, with your local involvement with Flag and Morristown, uh, can you give us the contact information again? Sure. So the page is called Flag of Morristown slash Morris Township, 
Um, do you, I mean, do you want me to give people my, you want me to give my email address? I mean, I well, can just in case for the listeners, I just yeah, want to sure. make sure anybody that wants to, you know, get involved and, and care so deeply about the community and wants to say thank you to the hospital staff there at Marstown or perhaps in yeah, Temple as well. Yeah, so my email is Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, Spiota, S-P-I-O-T-T-A, at hotmail.com. And, like, to your point, I get messages all the time. Sometimes people just want to donate to the flag, but sometimes people want to do something more specific for a more specific unit. And I'm trying to help to make sure that, because, I mean, I'm just to be honest, you know, every day there's deliveries that go there, and, and often they're to the same one or two units. And so there's other units that people aren't necessarily thinking about because the one that's like the face of the hospital is the one that, you know, kind of gets the most attention. And not to take away from those people at all, but really, you know, there are so many units right now that really kind of sharing the love is is something that I'm trying to make sure happens. Um, But, yeah, and there's just so many different ideas that people can do. Like there's groups that are organizing sending crocs over there or bags or masks can be put into to be sterile, yeah to use to be sterilized like there's just so many different things happening it's uh it's amazing Right. So, Melissa, I also, so there's St. Clair's in Denville, St. Clair's in Dover, wonderful facilities, too, serving the community yep, absolutely. Out there for many years. And God bless those folks. I know there's a lot of attention on Morristown Memorial and their incredible, devoted team, but also right here in Morris County. I would be incredibly remiss if I didn't also say a shout-out to the nurses and the doctors and the hospital staff at St. Clair's in Dover and Denville, because these folks also are putting it on their line every day day for us and we absolutely need to make sure they know they're being recognized as well so melissa i wanted to also just talk about the restaurants because you know you live you know in the area i live in the area anybody that lives in morris county would certainly frequent the incredible diverse eateries the bars the restaurants and the like the the ice cream places the bakeries in morris town it's very vital you know a lot of businesses there what's the feedback from the local restaurant tours because i can only imagine you know all of a sudden they have a thriving business they wake up and they find out they got to shut the doors i mean talk about panic mode with no preparation i mean it's frightening um what's the feedback so uh, the really great thing, so the group that Jeff started, which I help with, with but he's really kind of the driver of that group, um, has over 4,000 people in it right now, and which just speaks to the fact that <laughs> a lot of people eat out <laughs> in this community. And But the feedback is really amazing. I mean, it's, it, 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 I don't know if you're in that group, but just to see it because of, of the positivity, it's so great because... We have a we have a list of the open restaurants which we update. Actually, a friend of mine reached out like a week ago and was like, "I want to make a website for you to make it easier." Which I'll just plug the website really quickly. It's called MarstownNJStrong.com, and it has the the active list of restaurants. But Jeff is in touch with the restaurants. I wouldn't say on a daily basis because there are quite a few, but pretty frequently, and and he'll say to them, "Listen, let me know if you're really struggling and you're not getting enough business because we'll, you know, we'll we'll try to plug you so people know." And it's actually, it's just been, oh my god, I can't even tell you how amazing it is because, you know, there are places that I know before this happened they were struggling, and I think it's really helping them. But you know, don't get me wrong, like 
the restaurants are running on a, a much smaller staff, so the employees of the restaurants, a lot of them, if, if the restaurant is open, they probably had to lay off a whole a whole bunch of the workers. But the ones who are able, they're able to still support um, now, hopefully they're doing pretty well, especially because I think people are tipping like, like mad, which is amazing. But a bunch of the local restaurants actually have created GoFundMe's for their employees. Like, South, I know South and Pine did that. I think the Grasshopper off the Green did that. I don't have the exhaustive list. But it's in that group, which is called uh, Marstown Order Out Twice a Week Stimulus Plan. Um, and so we have, like, various announcements that list stuff like that in there. But it's really amazing. I mean, and that's, like, the cool thing about all these different flags that are popping up is the way that they operate is through using their local restaurants. And then when they um, when they do their deliveries, we all post about the restaurant that we're using, which then kind of keeps all the cycle of positivity going where it's like, oh, look, they use that restaurant. That's great. Maybe I'll use them too. Oh, look how good that meal looked. So it's it's been really good. And then, you know, unfortunately it, for some, because, they're, I mean, in Marathon there's so many, um, the drop-off hasn't really been that bad. There was an initial drop-off of restaurants that were open, but there haven't been too many that closed in this last week. I think they've sort of found their new normal. There is a couple of restaurants that actually had to kind of really pivot in terms of what they offer because, you know, the higher-end restaurants really would have a hard time right now. So they're offering, like, different kind of packages, um, which is great. Like, for example, Beanie's was open and closed about a week ago, but I think he's going to reopen in, like, a week. We were messaging the other day, and I think he's going to offer, like, almost like a subscription and because it's only going to be order out. Um, <laughs> so he's, or it's, going, it's going to be delivery, and he doesn't want people to come into the store. He wants people to place orders, and he's just going to go deliver them directly. But um, but it's really, it's honestly, it's been amazing. Like, I'm I'm so blown away by it. Jess and I talk all the time. And just one more thing I wanted to mention to that point. Over the past, like, week in particular, a bunch of people have started to ask the question, like, well, what about people who can't even afford to eat out? And so, a couple, you know, I've, I'm... I'm involved in so many of the nonprofits that I know a lot about the soup kitchen. I know a lot about the food pantry, so I've posted a lot of things about that. But one of the local churches is partnering with Chef Reddy's, which is off the green, and they're going to open kind of their own little mini food pantry um, in St. Margaret's Church. And so they're asking for um, uh, non-perishables um, and and. And some monetary donations, but really they just want people, when they're already going to the grocery store, just consider, to consider dropping things off there. So it's, you know, they're, they're really trying to cover <laughs> as many bases as they possibly can. Um, but it's really just been amazing to watch. It's wonderful, Melissa. You know, your commitment to the community, the wonderful flags that are popping up all over our great county, all over the state, all over the country. I mean, that's really talks about the quality of the people in our wonderful country. I want to just give you, we only have a little bit of time left, just about advice about volunteerism and giving back and helping the community. Do you have any other last thoughts about that, Melissa? So... You know, because of my, you know, what I what I do for a living and kind of how I'm wired, 
You know, the thing I always say to people, because people say, well, I'm not like you. I can't do the thing you do. And, I, and what I say to people is, yeah, but that's not what you should do. You should do the thing that is interesting to you that aligns to what you're good at. And so the thing that, that I tell people and when people come to me and say, well, I want to do something, I'm like, okay, well, what do you like to do? And I try to, you know, think through with them, like, what is your, you know, what is your interest, you know? And so, like, to the point I mentioned before, like, my friend Renee um, was like, I want to, what can I do for the kids? Like, what can the kids do? And I was like, okay, well, why don't we brainstorm on that? And that was kind of more her her niche. Um, people, you know, some, some people like to give food. Some people like to be more hands-on. Like there's, like I said, there's people who are coordinating sewers, and then there's people who are doing the sewing. It's just think about what what's the thing that you can do. Because not sometimes people will say, well, I don't have any money, I can't help. I'm like, well, if you know you're on social media, so share the page or send prayers. Some some sometimes that's the best thing that someone can do is send good thoughts. I absolutely believe in the power of positive energy. So just think about what's something that, what you can do, right? Like someone, my friend posted last night. Yeah, Melissa, um, Melissa, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we only had a minute left. So listen, I want to thank you so much again. God bless you and everything you're doing to lift up the community. I love your positive energy. I love everything you're doing to lift us all up, to thank the first responders, to thank the hospital staff, to thank everybody doing what they're doing. God bless you. For the listeners, I just want to leave you with a few thoughts to, to think about, you know, for the rest of today. I know it's Palm Sunday for those that usually, you know, observe that in a big church setting, and you can still pray and for everybody else as well. It's a really important time for us to reflect on the first responders, the hospitals, everybody's giving back the essential workers, the supermarket workers, the delivery folks. You know, I was thinking about this again. We have an incredibly strong country. We will get through this, but you got to follow what everybody's been saying, all the leaders. Social distancing works. Stay away. Stay home. Don't do anything but hunker down. We're going to get through this together. If you know anybody making a difference in this world, I'd love to hear from them. Have them on our show. They can call me at 973-920-7900. They could shoot me an email at tleonard at lawleonard.com. Remember, we're all in this together. We are one big community. God bless you. Remember, take time and reflect on the importance of community. I look forward to speaking with you next week. God bless. We'll